0: I would say it wasn't really a skill, but I was more of a stubborn person when it comes because I failed so many times, even with the podcast, for example, I received so many no's, right? And I was like, oh man, is it that bad? Oh my God. Am I that bad? Is my podcast that bad or so? I mean, like, come on guys, like 50, 50 no's already. Like, come on, why are we going to record here? And you know, it's, it's, then, then you get like, then you get like super angry and say, no, just, Fuck them. Let's let's go for them. Let's ask more people. Let's ask more people. Nobody wants, okay, I'm going to record my own podcast. I'm going to talk by myself on this podcast and this guy. So being, you know, like a little bit of a stubborn person, I'm just constantly not giving up so easily and just working towards your goal, moving, moving. And it becomes easy to say that. But once now I look back, I was like, oh my God, I'm so thankful that uh, I just kept moving, like, you know, just constantly kept doing new episodes and writing more articles this kind of stuff because it pays off.
1: Hi there. Welcome to a new episode of Growth Mindset On, the podcast that keeps you with the mindset needed to achieve success. Today's guest is Eugène Ashanou. He's a designer, the founder of La Roche and a top writer for UX Planet on Medium. Eugène is an avid reader and his articles are related to user behavior design and product related growth. He's an inspiration to me as he strives to learn as much as possible and share that with his audience on a constant basis. Learn how innovation works and how success is a matter of resilience. Let's get started. So nice to have you uh, at Growth Mindset on. Uh, we've met on LinkedIn sometime. I approached you because uh, yeah. I, I've asked you for some tips regarding podcast. So here we are. So thank yep. you, so <laughs> you for being uh, for being with me today, and especially kind of uh, in terms of scheduling, adapting to to my availability. That's very kind.
0: No worries. It's pretty weird actually how everything happened. I mean, it's just this girl writing me on linkedin i don't know her she asks us about hey how to how to set up a podcast and i, I was like i was literally having like a free time at that moment was like okay let me just give her a complete guide on how to do a podcast and like a couple of weeks later we're like doing a podcast together
1: <laughs> uh, yeah yeah this is, this is what i thought nice. uh, being efficient no i appreciate that because i know people uh, may be very busy you know when you approach them and it may happen to you and, and i really appreciate it. The, the feedback. In fact, it was uh, the most I've asked other people, uh, obviously. Yep. But short was like the most complete one in terms of uh, of uh, feedback, microphone, uh, what should I do, programs, and everything. So short and uh, concise. So uh, so. Yep. Well, so thank you so much. And um, it's fantastic to have you here. Uh, besides that, I've been also following you um, on your podcast, but also uh, as I've just um, kind of shipped my careers. Now, uh, now I'm a product owner at a uh, startup here in Barcelona. So mm-hmm. I followed you a lot uh, regarding my reading your articles uh, on Medium and UX uh, Planet so uh, explain me a little bit more about your, your your background so the listeners can can know what you do exactly and uh, how can they contact with you yeah, sure
0: sure so my name is uh, Eugen Chano or for the english-speaking people Eugene <laughs> and I'm a designer by day I own my own design studio here in Amsterdam called La Roche and I also host a podcast called laroche.fm It's a podcast about design and business, where I have different types of guests on the podcast. Or sometimes you may listen to me talking about how to design products, my own mistakes and other experiences. And yeah, lately I find myself writing a lot, so I think I'm a part-time writer. Right? (laughs) Yep, that's my short introduction.
1: We are on uh, on on Medium and also uh, UX Planet. Uh, Is it is it UX Planet some kind of of a magazine or, I don't know a UX collective also because
0: you know yeah yeah it's 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 actually in the medium so you can create publications on medium mm-hmm. and people can I mean it's basically the same medium uh, mm-hmm. platform so you basically can submit stories to different magazines because they have followers so you get a bigger uh, audience who reads your articles and this kind of thing so yeah so I publish mostly in the UX planet uh, on medium all my articles about design
1: Okay, wow, that's fantastic. So so you are also a medium expert, so good, learning is
0: well, <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't say that. I just use their platform.
1: <laughs> oh, I, th- I think you use it way better than I do, but uh, but yeah, you you are a pro. so so, so um I, I will be uh, following you. Uh, your steps regarding this. So, uh, what I would like to know, Eugene uh, Jen, um, by the way, we uh, probably the listeners don't know, but we share we share some uh, uh, nationality. We have the same nationality, yep. <laughs> me. uh we both uh, lived abroad for a long time, so explain me, explain a little bit your background. How um, you said you are currently based in Amsterdam. Explain yep. your story, like regarding your studies. Uh, I don't know if you study design, explain a little bit uh, mm-hmm. what you, where you are today in terms of uh, your profession at the moment. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, it, it's pretty weird I didn't have a pretty straight uh, career uh, road to something like that. Um, I didn't even go to study design. I was going to study business and I tried it at... It's really important to underline it. I tried it to study at two types of universities, but um, here in Netherlands, but I failed at it a little bit. I didn't quite like it. It was too much theory and so this kind of stuff. So I tried it for two years at different universities. So I dropped out of both. And at that moment I find myself that I really need to make some money. So the only thing I knew I could do is how to use Photoshop and I had some design skills uh, like I had design skills, but they were pretty much mediocre (laughs) at that time. And I just started applying at a bunch of companies. And then I started, I was accepted at this startup where I really built up my groundwork on design, accumulated all my skills at uh, working uh, with different types of users on how to design great products, uh, learning different types of mistakes and fast forward a couple of years. So, uh, I dropped out of that company and started my own design studio here in Amsterdam. That we specialize mostly on designing products for startups because that's where most of the people in the company have experience in.
1: So, uh, does your company only do the design, or are you focus on the uh, entire product uh, development? Fully. Basically-
0: yep, full product. So basically, um, we can take. May, let's say you come tomorrow with an idea, right? Let's say. I want an app, an app profession, and we can work from that. <laughs> so we can work with a mere idea to see to full execution on the market. Launch it. Uh, support you with all the materials, marketing materials. So see it as a great partner. Let's say you don't have a designer in the house. See us, your outsourced designer for your entire company
1: nice very very very, very interesting uh, i think it's also uh, very difficult to work in fact the, the startup i'm working at uh, surprisingly so we're also working with an agency and um explain a little bit the, the difficulties you you find with the uh, some customers or a longer experience you've said you've been into this two years is it sometimes uh, you as a designer and as a working uh, with so many products you probably have a more a holistic view or uh, you see the big pictures because you've worked with so many and sometimes founders do not see the bigger pictures they say this yeah. is what they want to, want to do and how do you kind of um, um, how would I say how do you kind of help them uh, to make the right decision because you probably have different points of view uh, but you are the experts but they don't want to uh, give up on their own point of view so yeah. how do you influence them to kind of um, change well, or or, it,
0: or, or it, I don't it, know. It, it, yep, it always starts with actually with um, setting up the expectations because um, you don't simply go to an agency uh, just for the sake of going to an agency to design your product. Um, you have certain expectations, so I always first of all just try to see what the expectations are of the uh, the client, what he expects, what's his knowledge and work within the design? Did he work with agencies previously? How was the experience? So I'm trying to ask a bunch of questions to see the big picture. I mean, is he truly having a problem he needs to solve or not? Because most of the times people just come to us and they say, we need a website, for example, right? And I sit and talk with them for one hour and they just leave. Oh, okay. I don't need a website. So I'm just going to go and move and do my other stuff. Because you see, the first thing is always um, setting up the expectations and seeing the big picture, and analyzing everything. And once you have that, it's kind of uh, easier to move forward because if you are both like aligned, um, they have a need, you can solve it. Everything moves like pretty much clearly in like a good collaboration in the future. So um, we coming back to your questions. Yes, sometimes we do have. Um, People who come with their own like beliefs, and they're really stubborn and really want like certain things and this kind of stuff. And most of the times we don't work with them because I mean, if a person is stubborn and we try to convince him with really good arguments and facts and they don't want to change their mind, then um, we don't usually work with them. So because I mean, it's pretty hard. It's like changing a rock, right? It takes yeah. a while. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I, I suppose that they are not uh, the best, the
0: best um, customers to have. You know, they're um, yeah, not not always. I mean, you know, it's business, and we all have to eat, right? And sometimes yeah. we accept this type of customers because we have to. I have to pay the bills, and I can't just uh, sit there and like like pick flowers, which are the most beautiful, you know. And yeah. that's a big privilege, of course, if you are in that. Uh, let's say area of picking up clients uh, but for us is sometimes we just accept them and we work with them and we just how do you call it eat the pill and just have a little bit of patience <laughs> nice.
1: uh, yeah I, I agree with that so uh, another thing that i'm also super curious about your your uh, what you're doing at the moment is like you speak up uh, about so many aspects regarding product yep. and Business and um, it surprises. It surprises me how your 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 thought of process. You know the the, the, the advice you give on your postcards are so spot yep. on. Sometimes you know <laughs> i uh, I listen whenever I walk to work and I think oh my God, this guy really knows uh, his thing, you know? Like, it's. Uh, uh, I think it's very uh, difficult to kind of, um, I don't know if you, if you get to everyone, but it's, it's difficult to kind of know what you're doing and explain it so so well. So where do you get your inspiration from? Like, in terms of learning, uh, we were just talking at the beginning, uh, you kind of have a process, now in order to structure yeah. your thoughts and, and, and after that, uh, kind of translate that into an article and after in a podcast but how do you how do you the, the work behind that how do you learn and uh, what do you normally do like how much time do you dedicate in order to uh, to learn to read I think you are also a very well-read person because you always come up with very good code <laughs> so, so,
0: so, so um, if we come to the learning part it actually um, happened to me not recently it's like two or three years two years ago yeah almost um I had an event in my life that constantly like entirely changed my perspective on life and actually being young you know I realized actually how life is short because you and I mean life is short it doesn't care how old are you so I was like I better not lose my time you know so I just started like reading reading a lot a lot like really a lot of reading Um, in terms of everything. And as I don't have a proper design background, I didn't go to art school or something like that, I always felt that design is less about um, the whole visual part and it's more about um, thinking, how people think. So that's why I really went into studying uh, human behavior, psychology, behavioral economics. And this is what actually really drives me To write more about these kind of topics and how they can be applied in designing uh, great products because it's always more about understanding your users rather than creating a great product because the great product comes from that clarity of understanding for whom you are uh, designing it building it for uh, what the goals are what you're trying to achieve and so on so it's all about your focus
1: it, it, yeah. yeah, and I think it's about being um, um, empathic, no? Because you need to have that uh, capability of kind of um, uh, being in your uh, user's shoes, no? On the other side, and that's very difficult to achieve. Also, it's now I think it's very um, psychological in the end to be able, yeah. to kind of, you know. Now I'm not a anymore. now I'm this. Uh, uh, I don't know, bio persona or user, and and. Yeah. I this, think um, you kind of need to um, know what the other person needs and live the life of the other person.
0: Yep. You know how you do that? You actually, by becoming, you have to become your own number one user. And I'll, tell, I'll tell you a really great example here what happened with me. Um, I think a couple of weeks ago, we had this potential customer and they were doing this fitness app. And the fitness app was about um, their courses were like purely 100% audio. So you put your headphones on and that's all. Start working out, listening to the workout. And they were having problems, some issues with the user experience with their app. And I was like, let me take it out for a spin. And I did like I took it out before our next call. I took it like for two days. I went on a run using their app. And in those two days, I realized everything about that app without even looking at the data, without even asking, I realized what the problems are of that app because I actually been using it as a power user. Mm -hmm. And I was speaking with them the next time and I was telling them, Hey, here are the list of issues you have to fix. And the interesting thing that happened is that the product manager said, Holy shit, you're right. I mean, our data shows that. And I was like, Aren't you even testing your own product? I mean, like, what are you doing, guys? <laughs> and it's 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 interesting. Um, for for me, it was uh, like easy to judge that part. I mean, why aren't you testing the product? But when you're building the product, you get into the tunnel vision, and it's really hard. Sometimes becomes to um, be aware of what's happening with your product, where you're going, are you going the right path or not? So. From the other side, I can understand that why they couldn't see certain things in their app because they're really focused in improving the development, the code, these kind of things, right? So you don't see the micro details of the process. So yeah, uh, coming back, it's I, I truly believe that you have to become like your own power user and just test the app, play with it on a daily basis. And once you do that, I mean, it becomes obvious what has to be improved and what has to be, uh, I don't know, removed and reworked and so on
1: yeah i but i kind of understand because you're like an external person so you have like yeah a, yeah uh, On one one whereas the product manager or the product owner was like so focused data was the most important because what that's what stakeholders want or it's like a buzzword that everybody needs to be data driven and and probably you 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 need to have a mixture of everything you know in the end it's not like okay i have this data that supports this and it tells me that but probably you're missing out just by focusing on data you're missing out on other things that are like not data driven you know so as you're saying just just using or testing or or trying it out with 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 users so so that's uh one thing and i think it's also whenever this because it was an app that was already set but like what do you uh before that the previous step like when you're just kind of writing the specs for the for the app or for the product that's difficult you know at least to yeah. come up with a well-rounded product even if you ask people you know because there are so many books um regarding this uh, for example i'm reading this book which is very interesting it's called the mom test and mm-hmm. i don't know if you've heard of it is uh, rob fitzpatrick yeah, he said how to talk with uh, with uh, users, no, because mm-hmm. users don't know what their problem is. You know, yep. you cannot tell them, oh, this is your problem. You need just to talk to them, and from that, uh, you know, whatever comes up out of the conversation, uh, drawing a conclusion and be able to build on that. You know, but people, yep. it's difficult yep. to figure out what they need. But uh, but yeah, so so yeah, definitely, uh, we. I think it's also too kind of difficult to run away from the you know, from all the buzzwords, uh, what you should be doing, what you must do. So so you kind of how to be agile, you know, if you're... And there <laughs> was this conference some time ago with this, uh, I think it's um, the Board uh, Alliance Agile uh, um, company, I think from US, I can remember, but it was this like uh, 60 years old, uh, kind of uh, between 50 and, and 60 years old people and they were like, and I I was surprised because here in Europe, I think it's so new, uh, the agile thing, Uh, and I was surprised and I asked myself, oh, I was the youngest of them, so I asked, I asked them, but how do I know if I'm being uh, agile enough? What what are the metrics? (laughs) Oh my God, that like sparked like a a lot of, uh, many people, first, the first answer I got, if you're asking that question, you are not agile enough. You now I'm like, okay, sorry. <laughs> but, because, you know, I have this, uh, I mean, we are being told you need data, you need metrics, you need checklists. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, um, so you can work, of course, without the data, without the checklist in this zone, like in your own perfect environment. <laughs> but when you work in the company, especially in a big company, in a startup that depends on investors, on selling the product, this kind of thing. It, it becomes pretty hard to make decisions purely on your own intuition, what feels good for the product or not. You know, I think there was this quote from Rory Sutherland, you're most likely to get fired because you're going to do something creative rather than doing something logical, right? And I mean, that pretty much sums up everything with the with the whole data processes and this kind of thing so i I get tangled myself into this Mm -hmm. so it becomes really hard to stay focused on your own thing and in the end it becomes all about you as a person right can you handle it can you just say okay that's good let me see if it's good it doesn't have anything that adds value to me i'm gonna leave it aside as a process and just move forward right so this kind of thing so trying not to allow that noise get into your head is really important but it's really hard to <laughs>
1: yeah and I mean especially because you are also uh, which i think it's definitely uh, you're also your own boss you know so, or, uh, so,
0: so, so sounds cool sounds cool but <laughs> you have to you have to you have to work a lot on that part. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like in terms of decision, uh, it, it um, I don't know. Like I kind of miss out uh, being uh, uh, what we call here a freelance or autonomous in, Sp- yep. in Spanish. Uh, I miss because you know I was like responsible for my own decisions, but uh, yep. I think I'm at the stage where I need to kind of learn uh, that I need to um, give in. But it's like. Uh, Giving some some ideas or as you're saying, you know, just sometimes being creative, you know I think I, I kind of want let's do this because this is this is the, the best thing or, or the, uh, it would be great Whereas we you have to be logical. but I'm, uh, I'm just sometimes I struggle to know are we like following a path that's been uh, set or uh, uh, we, we're kind of trying to be creative and uh, Innovating so you need to take a risk if you want to innovate and, uh, you know, I struggle because stakeholders want to go for the safe path, uh, mm-hmm. whereas I want to kind of uh, not really take that that path because you cannot innovate if you do what other people are doing somehow. What, what do you think? Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that? What, what do you think? Uh,
0: this, this whole thing, well, first of all, let's define the whole innovation part. So I see innovation as something that changes behavior, right, for the good. Uh, let's say the iPhone for the first time when it appeared, it was innovation because it changed your uh, human behavior. Look, and now everybody has a smartphone, so it is an innovation. But nowadays we throw innovation more as um, something new, right? People want something new. But it mostly doesn't happen because, again, companies have these processes of not getting fired, right? Everybody wants to get paid, yeah. make good work, not get fired, but also they try to be innovative at the same time. <laughs> so it, it, it's it's pretty hard here to balance it out unless the leadership is really on the same um, thinking uh, process as you are. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to succeed. Why I'm saying this, what gives me, let's call it a right to say that, is because I worked in such a company where the leadership simply... Um, wasn't having the same thought process as I did in terms of how we should work towards the product and so on because they were thinking more about how to raise money and the investors part and the customer like fold on the second, uh, sometimes even the third part because it was mostly about investing money into the company, selling the product and then you think about, hey, is the product good or not? No, you know, this kind of thing. So it's 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 again it will depend mostly about the company all the time how is the culture formed this kind of stuff
1: mm. but anyways I'm just thinking at that type of companies um are like how are you gonna sell something uh, if it's not um, oh, they they it? like, <laughs> no they do how do they do it you know like it's complicated that's I think I. Uh, uh, you know that and if you i because I'm of the opinion that you need to focus on the user if you want to really be a a, mm-hmm. you know, a customer centric company you know that's i think most of the companies are, are and i think this is how money gets uh, easier if yep. solve if you know those needs so well and that you are creating the product that meets those needs whereas if you focus on the money eh, only on the money eh, it's it's i think it will be it's more difficult to get there to make the money in an easier way i don't know mm-hmm. uh,
0: I wouldn't say that because we live in a period right now of a really good economy and it's really easy to raise money right now. So everybody's raising money for their companies. And when it comes to selling the product, it's a little bit of a difference here because if you're focusing on enterprise level, yeah. They mostly don't come to you so easily if you're new on the market, right? And you have salespeople that go and just push down the throat the entire product. They do presentations, keynotes. They have meetings, this kind of stuff. And then they sign this, let's say, really huge deal of $500,000 for five years, let's say, right? one hundred k per year. Then somehow the normal users fall in the second um like plan Because, hey, we have this big enterprise client that pays us like almost half a million of dollars. Why should I care about other 2,000 people that pay, I don't know, like $5 a month or so, right? So it also comes about this type of thing. So you have to see this perspective from companies from one side. Of course, there are companies that don't think this way. But... It's again, right? The world is always 50, almost 50-50, right? They're always like the good good companies and the bad companies. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they have the both, so. <laughs> so I
1: suppose it kind of depends like if you're B2B, now Or B2C, no? Type.
0: Yep, 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 That I've worked in companies that were B2B and B2C, right? And I've personally seen it how this simple customer just falls down on the second part. And then they see that the customer, if you're B2C, right? And you see that the B2C doesn't bring you enough uh, money in the first two years. And you say, okay, let's drop the B2C. Let's go full B2B. And we hire as many salespeople as we can. They go and sell the product. And then you think, hey, but the product is bad. How they can sell it? Well, you know, in these big companies, it's more about um, having these long meetings, uh, having these presentations with case studies showcasing of how cool their product is just selling how amazing this product is once you sign the deal it's really hard to get out of it
1: yeah. wow so yeah that's that's something i, I didn't uh, personally uh, focus on but it's true like uh, at this at this now uh, with this scenario you just put me uh, um, onto is like uh, where do product people? at it's, it's, it's <laughs> uh, the same level, depending on the company you're working for, no? So <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there are companies that are really product-centric. Like really, there are a lot of them. That's uh, we know them. A lot of companies, like Airbnb, I don't know, like um, Google, and so on. And they're really important. Product people are really important, and you make decisions based on that. But sometimes you have to know that. Um, there will be moments i think a lot of people miss it that when the product won't be as important as actually bringing in the cash because people have to pay the money right i didn't think from this perspective uh, if i didn't start my own company right I, In the beginning i was like oh man we have to design great products i mean like how are you gonna sell it but then when i started my own business i was like oh man i have to pay the bills I have to pay the contractors, I have to pay that. And sometimes, you know, it becomes easier for me, for example, it becomes, okay, let me just accept what the client says, so I don't lose him, so I can pay the contractors. But sometimes, of course, I take the stand, but, you know, it's a balance. It's always like a fitness between these two things, when you push, when you take a step back and this kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, and I think I think from from both ways you 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 learn, you know, because being an also denotes uh, professionalism, no? So so to to one's need and being flexible, and it's uh, it's one of the 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 things or skills we need to have. Um, going going to uh, regarding skills uh, or personal traits, I'm curious. the, the one thing um that you uh think that defines you as a, as a professional what yep. what brought you uh, what you are today what is that thing you would you think people need to learn or uh, maybe they have it inherit or it's uh, some some kind of hidden no um uh, it's kind of uh, explain a little bit what what made you who you are today you know i see a person who's an entrepreneur it's a constantly willing to learn a lifelong uh, learner and i think um i define myself as uh, that too and i'm i'm kind of uh, wanted uh kind of um explain listeners what you can learn that somehow or if you have it you can kind of uh, unleash it you know so yeah. tell me about one thing you you just had like two years ago you told me like you had a some kind of uh, epiphany, you no? Know? So life is short. So explain me, yeah, me
0: yeah, the yeah.
1: and the, the skill that define you.
0: Well, f- f- you know, um, it's all about getting a a good perspective um, in life, right? Because uh, why I'm telling this because I had a let's say a, a health issue that changed my perspective on on life a little bit. So once you have that change of mind of mindset it becomes easier to, let's say, I don't know, start new projects, to read more, uh, learn more, or take more risks and this kind of stuff, because you realize how how the things. But in terms of the skills, I would say it wasn't really a skill, but I was more of a stubborn person when it comes because I failed so many times, uh, even with the podcast, for example, I received so many no's, right? And I was like, oh man, is it that bad? Oh my God, am I that bad? Is my podcast that bad or so? I mean, like, come on, guys, like 50, 50 no's already? Like, come on, why are we going to record here? And, you know, it's, it's, then, then you get like, then you get like super angry and say, no, just fuck them. Let's, let's go for them. Let's ask more people. Let's ask more people. Nobody wants, okay, I'm going to record my own podcast. I'm going to talk by myself on this podcast and this guy. So being, you know, like, a little bit of a, stubborn person I'm just constantly not giving up so easily I'm just working towards your goal moving moving and it becomes easy to say that but once now I look back I was like oh my god I'm so thankful that uh, I just kept moving like you know just constantly kept doing new episodes and writing more articles and this kind of stuff because it pays off in yeah. the long term
1: yeah I think I think uh, now listening to you I think probably you were counting counting the no's not so yeah. I mean yeah. Have to do a proportion. Uh, probably was not so bad, but we we sometimes we focus so much on the on the bad things. Like I don't know. For example, I uh, just to myself, I have this problem myself. For example, if I something bad happens to me, oh my god, it's the worst thing ever. And something probably twice as good happens to me, and I'm like, you just um, celebrate it for five minutes. But where the bad thing goes with you for three days, you know, yep. and you cannot yep. sleep. So. <laughs> so... Uh yeah like when I had to change jobs you know I, I was offered a promotion my previous job was a corporate um company and, and and I had this other job in the startup so it was very difficult for me to like oh my god how I'm gonna make the decision so difficult and I, I wasn't being happy because I was um, of being offered the job in, in something I was really looking uh, forward to work uh, as a product owner in this case so I was just focusing on the on the bad thing too much and like I let that you know kind of uh be with me for three days Whereas good stuff, you're like okay okay let's move on that's good it went well but uh it's okay for the next so so yeah, yeah. definitely you know,
0: I, I mean i mean if there was this even saying that um you may see rain on a daily basis but you should know that there is sun somewhere on the other side of the planet it just mm-hmm. didn't turn around to your side so that's how you can look at these type of things
1: Oh my god! I love your coats. Your coats are so <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be honest. Well, when I listen to you, I'm like, okay, I should take notes of that. But it's like very, um, very good. Very
0: good. <laughs> thank I, you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank
1: you. I think I'm not able to 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 come up with uh, uh yeah. I mean, just learn it. It's like common knowledge, but yeah, I think you, you, it, it requires you some kind of extra effort uh, in terms of that. Um yeah,
0: Well. You you know, I'll tell you this. If you want more quotes, <laughs> really read a lot and just note them down. And once, because I was having, I was having, I was reading this book um, and I reread it like once or twice. And I remember talking with a friend and I was speaking with the quotes from that book. Without even quoting the book, I mean, it was I was speaking with the same words from that book. So, I think it more comes from reading a lot. You know, and just once you read a lot, you can just literally just speak with those quotes <laughs> at one point. Yeah,
1: you can assimilate them, you know, because sometimes they're not, and I think quotes are uh, are not uh, universal. No, it depends. You need to yeah
0: understand, yeah yeah
1: understand them and assimilate them to your to your uh, own lifestyle. style. Yeah. Um, you know, just just be able to use them, but yeah, I, I, I will do that. I will know <laughs> that. It, you know what's interesting? This morning I was um, I, I was at the uh, at a conference here in Barcelona, and yep. I don't know. but today it's the World Information Architecture Day, so it's about about the designers information okay. architecture. So uh, um, by the way, there were many many interesting people I've listened, had the chance to listen to, and basically was how we design um, for a different word, like how we design in a different way, considering to be more uh, how would I say what's the term to be more um, inclusive, because yep. maybe um, uh, it's uh, maybe we we design for. For human for the normal for the average but we don't think about um about i don't know the blind people we don't consider for yep. example, i don't know disabilities genders um languages cultures. Yep. so it was a very 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 interesting event and i, I really like that kind of um uh, that different is the new normal no type of thinking uh thinking so so i really like that I don't know if you ever had the chance to contribute or or uh, or learn uh, about um, uh, this uh, inclusive design. I mean, we can mm-hmm. talk in general terms; it doesn't have to be necessarily uh, tech products. Um, I think you read this this book. You now I, I heard you in a podcast about uh, uh, it's uh, Don Norman.
0: Uh, yep, the, the uh, um, how is it called? I forgot. Wait a second. Don Norman. Uh, I think design principles or something. Yeah.
1: Uh, give me a second yeah just, just go for
0: it the design of everyday things i have it
1: wow it's over here. Wow. Yes. wow i have it here <laughs> yeah, i in fact i downloaded it uh, myself uh, to listen to it on audible and um i don't know because maybe i'm not a designer but it was like too generic for me i'm not just it's about everything no about
0: yep that. yep 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 look um the thing that we talk about inclusive design at these types of conferences this kind of thing it may seem new to people But it actually was considered um, normal. I mean, people just weren't speaking about that. We got so tangled into so much information overload Mm -hmm. that we forget about stuff of how actually to design a product for everybody else. Mm -hmm. So, uh, for example, when I'm designing, I'm not speaking about inclusive design because I'm by default taking into account everybody who is going to use this product, right? In terms of from that category. For example, I'm designing for... I don't know, a fitness app for moms, for example, stay-at-home moms, right? So I'm going to take into consideration all types of mothers, right? For example, mothers with disabilities or mothers with low or high income with different types of environments. And it's something that should come by default. It's pretty weird that we have conferences about this kind of thing and talks about that. It's, It's something that should come by default, even not thinking about, hey, should we take that into consideration? Of course you should. Everybody is going to, like, if there is a chance that user is going to use it, you should take it into consideration. Mm -hmm. But I'm also thinking about, um, you know, sometimes I'm thinking about this thing that when you design a product, right, um, even with all these new types of um, constantly uh, pushing updates and this kind of thing, but people forget how to design a good product from the first time. I was listening to this interview uh, from a game designer. So the, well, the game, I think, was called God of War or something like that. And they were launched it in 2004 on the PS4, uh, PSP. So it's basically uh, like a portable play, a Sony PlayStation. Hmm. And he said a really interesting thought over there. The game was released on CDs and we didn't have a chance to fuck up we really had to nail down everything because once it's out on the CDs, there's literally no update button. There's literally no pushing updates in the future and this kind of stuff. And I think what this internet has done to us is that we became a little bit lazy in the process and we said, okay, let me leave this part and I'm going to update it in the future releases rather than nailing it down really well. Mm -hmm. So, i was thinking about that thought he said about that game i was like man in design is the same thing i mean right just take into consideration everything by default from the beginning and just put aside all the trash all the garbage you don't need and staying focused on what really is important
1: yeah i mean there is a lot of that culture now like lean startup uh yeah. you know uh, fail fast so yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not so much about um, failing fast, but probably learning fast, you know, like uh, how yeah. to be, uh, as quick as possible, no, or or, or uh, considering taking all these considerations. So definitely there is kind of probably we're more flexible nowadays with, with mistakes, no mistakes have been yeah. kind of revamped, revisited. They are the new, uh, how do I say success, no type yeah. of. So, so that, uh that's, but, but yeah, you, I completely agree with you that it's, it's kind of, Said that we have to do, to do this type of event in order to kind of remind that yep. we should be doing that already.
0: Yep. yep. Wrong yep. With- I'll, I'll tell you a really interesting thing Other happened to me. I was working on this website, and I was clicking. I was from my touchpad, from the laptop, on on the button, and it got a really weird um, accent on the button. I was like, like an extra color uh, outline on the button. I was like, I was asking the developer, what's that? He was that uh, he was saying, it, oh it, yeah, it's for um, disabled people. It's something that comes by default. And I was like, wow, it comes by default in the browser, right? So, it, it literally, it's made for the disabled people to see what they are clicking. These kind of things, or uh, the colorblind, who can't see uh, the difference in, in colors, right? When it's, for example, when it's clicked or when it's hovered, you get an outline. And I was like, man, that's genius. They thought about that part, right? Mm-hmm. So. That type of thinking, I'm really trying to aim for when I'm designing something.
1: Yeah, in fact, I was just—it's um, so easy, obviously, to be inclusive, like because yeah. we we have the ability. It's like whenever I don't know. Uh, here we are bilingual, um, and it's very easy for for me to speak Spanish for people who don't speak Catalan. Uh yeah. That everybody will understand so so it's not uh, uh i don't have to put a person who doesn't speak Catalan in a bad street. so it's the same i think when when we're designing where we're doing stuff it's so it's not an extra uh effort on our side to to be inclusive you know because uh, as, as we are average you, we can whereas whereas um whereas for the other people it's an effort to, to 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 uh to imply you know to to they have to work harder so it's the easy part is on us so i don't know why why we because you didn't have any issues when that uh it surprised you because it's not the normal thing but when when you saw that that was for for uh disabled people it, it's it's yeah effort for you to to acquire that or to learn that so so yeah, that's, yep. um, that's uh, the interesting part of it. So so I'm glad to hear, uh, um, you know, that uh, there are people out there, you know, being inclusive in design. So uh, so that's that's excellent, no. Um, and and I also uh, was very interested because uh, I heard this uh, this uh, I found it interesting. Maybe you as a designer you'll know, but uh, this person at the conference said, no design sur- survives first contact with user, no, because you probably have your as we are talking at the beginning. You have your design in mind. You consider everything, but when it goes out there, yeah. <laughs> you change it changes. No, like with that, you were trying. You 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 tried. No, with the running app, so so it's the same. So yeah, wow, this is a uh, really uh, I'm a uh, nice conversation. Um, <laughs> No, really, I'm just, just, as I mentioned, I'm doing this just to learn and share thoughts, and I think uh, speaking with people is the best way to kind of um, uh, spark uh, new conversations and, uh, and debate, you know, and, and feeling kind yep. of um, comfortable about uh, speaking about new stuff without getting uh, Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. you know, so, so, so I'm so happy to 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 be able to to have you here and uh, just talking with you, so I don't know. I mean, if I'm you
0: mean, your first guest, right? I'm your first guest.
1: Yes, yes, you yeah. are. <laughs> uh, regarding, regarding, you, you know what
0: I suggest? Let's let's. Um, if, if you, of course, want me to have a podcast, let's talk on, on the episode 50 back or on episode 100. I'm going to be back on your podcast and we can talk again back. How is the experience so far? Because <laughs> it changes a lot. It changes a lot. When you speak with a lot of people, you get so many ideas in your head that you, you totally think after episode like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm so refreshed about this stuff and this kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely, this will, will oblige me to have fifty episodes. Oh my God, you're putting me <laughs> in a very tough situation, you know. But yeah.
0: It's 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 hard. It's harder done than said. So, I mean, I'm myself on episode forty-five, I think, or so. And even when I'm doing it by myself, it becomes hard because you can do like three episodes a week or so, four max. I mean, like, how much can you talk, you know?
1: yeah 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 so so how long have you been uh, going on the podcast in terms of time because
0: I know the episode but uh so I've been like practicing it really uh doing it like really serious, uh, I think a year or so yeah, a year, a year or so been okay. doing it. In the beginning was pretty hard. I was having like a guest a week, a month or so. it was harder, but then once the um, I got like the first 20 episodes, it was easier to move on with the people
1: okay, okay, so that's uh I need to get to the twentieth then so
0: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's good no, but it it's been uh it's been so great you know uh, I don't know if, if there is any question you have to me The uh,
0: <laughs> well what, what what are you trying to go with the podcast uh if we're speaking about learning and stuff, where are you going with the podcast what are you trying to learn for yourself
1: yeah, so basically uh, as I told you, I just um I, I'm like a, f- a former founder myself. It's uh, the business was uh, it's still working, but it's not scalable. Uh, and I'm just trying to learn. I'm a term product owner, uh, so uh, I'm trying to learn as much as possible in terms of uh, technology, how technology um, affects our lives. Mm-hmm. The other uh, objectives for me is uh, if on the way I can help other people. Uh, on the way that they as you were saying you know that that specific um attitude uh in face of life like uh, being resilient not stopping going for it not feeling that you are you cannot do it just don't allow that thought on your mind so yep. transmitting people that uh empowerment so that's why it's, the podcast is called uh, growth mindset on that you keep doing it and just always keep learning stuff i think uh we are uh uh, not born with uh, already learned so, although sometimes we think oh my god yep. this person knows so much, this person is so clever, this, I will never get there but you can so that's yep. it uh, yep. I think that's
0: with, with practice with practice and all this kind of stuff you know there's this I was talking with a friend of mine and we came to the realization hey we're all born like curious people and like as a child I mean like look at, at the child what he's doing he's not thinking why he's doing he's just doing it because he wants to do it. He if he's curious about that stuff, you know, he doesn't put any rational stuff behind it. Mm-hmm. So I think it comes we just lose this skill with uh, the with and so on. So we just have to really disc- stay curious about things and just try new stuff. For example like a podcast or write a book or start writing a blog or I don't know run a marathon or launch a new product and these kind of things.
1: So yeah, 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 definitely that's the thing that I wanna uh, let people know because sometimes I think, as you're saying, even in, in product management or even in design, we get we get the tunnel vision. No, I can I just can yeah. this. I just need money to live. I need to uh, you know, and we we forget about uh, about who we are and uh, what are we um, craving for. Because I kind of myself, it happened to me. Um, I know it doesn't look like, but I just turned thirty recently, so this is like my. My my. Congrats!
0: Th- it's a it's a very beautiful number.
1: <laughs> so, but, and I along the way, when I was like I don't know twenty, I was like, wow, uh, I want to do this. I want to like you know. <laughs> the as the would go by, you just kind of uh, limit yourself, and I cannot do. I don't have the time, and you always have excuses to not do uh, the stuff that really uh, um, you And you become miserable, you know. You,
0: yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's routine kicks in, life's over, And, uh, you know, uh, there is this thing that, as you said, like when you're 20, the same thing that was about me, like, you have all this world of possibilities. And in the end, you have to end up with just choosing a path, right? And you limit yourself into these things. But... You know, um, as I was saying, that sometimes uh, creativity is born out of constraints. So the same with you, like, and everybody else who is choosing a path, like, like, hmm. different opportunities are born out of constraints. So when you choose a path, and just go for it.
1: Yeah. Wow, I really like that. So I think <laughs> uh, I really like that. So,
0: another, another quote. Uh.
1: <laughs> born out of constraints. I couldn't. be honest i couldn't be uh i couldn't agree more with that um and i do think that people who who haven't had the um you know uh do uh, strive better or do or do better or can outperform people who have um uh, i don't know even uh easier life or uh, having their parents paying for everything or or even like you know being born in the right country you know because I think there must be so much talent out there in the world that they don't have yes. that to what we have and uh, and even ourselves we come up with excuses oh I don't have the time and whereas there are people out there who probably uh, are doing I don't know are um, crossing the globe with uh i don't know a very old bike or don't even have shoes and yep. have to walk yep. five meters a day to go to school so so yeah it's just about um kind of removing all that uh, excuses we have in our mind and just kind of help people to you know just go for it do it and and be the child you or the person you've always dreamed to be so so yeah
0: it, it's 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 also like easy to say this part, and because you you always encounter this whole thing of I call it, okay, you have a dream, and then life is gonna ask you, okay, let me challenge that, you have a dream, let me give you a couple of challenges, let me see if you're gonna have a dream after that, oh, you still have it, let me throw you another challenge, oh, you still have it, okay, here are more challenges, oh my God, I don't have any more challenges, okay, go ahead with your dream, so usually it's this type of a process, you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's um, it, yeah, it's complicated. And I think it's about that. It's about being resilient. It's about um, yep. kind of finding the the confidence or the self-esteem or, I don't know, call whatever to to uh, keep at it, you know, because sometimes it's it's very difficult to kind of, uh, okay. even like, I think, even with, with products, as you're saying, where as a designer to step out of your normal, average uh, whatever you should supposed to be doing you know the logic uh, and like be able to see yep. um, your life or your product or your design with other eyes and with fresh eyes so yep. it yep. must be a very call it's i i don't think it, it's it's easy process it takes definitely as you're saying practice but yeah that's the, the objective you know to to be able to kind of detach ourselves um from from the normal life and just just, um, you know, do what we we really want or just try to be the... I think we humans, were not only one version of, you know, I can do so many things.
0: Ever-changing. Yeah, ever-changing. So here's the thing. Um, this is really interesting that we consider, for example, that's why I don't love saying about myself that, for example, I'm a designer. Right? Of course, I'm a designer. I make this my job. But maybe in five years, I'm gonna say, okay, life changed. I have to become an engineer or this kind of thing. So it's like ever changing and saying that you are this and that the next year you're going to be the same, it's not really right. So we're always changing. I was having—I um, was listening to this interview over, um, um, how do you call it? Um, this guy, he was filming a movie and he was like 35 and he already shot like a lot of crazy good movies. And he was saying that to the interviewer, you know, you have to realize one something, I'm a growing man. I'm 35 only and my ideas are changing. And what you're seeing right now in my movies, I may be looking at them in five years and say, oh my God, what a stupid I was when I was making that movie. And in five years, I'm going to make a better movie, but based on my stupidity, how stupid I was a couple of five years ago, you know? <laughs> so I, I like the type of mindset because we are ever growing. And even I'm speaking with my mom right now, she's something and she's, she's still changing her mind, like speaking with the younger people, you know? So it's like, once you say that you grew up, it's uh, mostly um, saying that, okay, I don't fit in anymore. I'm old and I just have to go and just leave my last days and this kind of stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely. That's, that's exactly what, what the, the podcast name is about growth mindset. Growth mindset. No growth mindset on not be, don't have a fixed mindset. This is not who you are. You can change if you, because for example, I was an English teacher for some years and my previous business was based on, on, uh, on, uh, on teaching uh, English. Uh, And uh, definitely I, I, sometimes I had to deal with some parents who were saying, Oh, you know, my kid takes after me. He he, is never, he's never going to be good at languages. And I'm saying, you cannot like tell that first in front of the kid, because you're already kind of, um, uh, setting him for failure in learning the language in learning that new yep. skill, and and, and yourself. Like I'm, I was talking to people forty years old, we are just parents. You have given up on on learning something. Come on, it's not. I don't know learning how to fly or you know or whatever. Like a, a very difficult. It's like and even that you can learn. I think I'm. I, uh, I think we can learn whatever. And and as you were saying, I don't. I don't define myself as a, as a uh, professionally. I don't really like to define myself because, especially, I've struggled a lot. I don't know if you, but uh, just because I studied to be an English teacher, I struggled yep. out of that. And people like even today, I say, "Oh, I'm a, a former product, um, a former teacher, um, entrepreneur, and turned into a product owner." And people are like, "In it's, it's at least here in Spain. I don't know about northern countries." It's like, no way, you cannot do that. How come? <laughs> like just put you in a fixed box, and you cannot do anything. Yeah. Sometimes I was to oh, interviews, and it's you cannot get out of there. I, I can learn other stuff, you know. So yeah,
0: yep. Yeah. I, I mean, it's 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 okay, right? You you can't judge them really hard on this part. It's just that uh, some people choose their ways of saying these type of things. Mm-hmm. So. Um, saying that they're bad or good is not also good but this also gives you a motivation right they tell you you can't do that but the, then you go back and you prove them that you can do that so you know so that you that's feeling you get when you can prove them so look at you right now you're a product owner right now so <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i'm still learning i'm definitely learning a lot so that's uh, that's uh, and and i don't even know if if you know that's my thing i'm just discovering my way and probably yeah, i need yeah. useful uh when i'm on uh, the 50th uh, episode of the podcast i don't know i'm turned their uh, you know speaker <laughs> or, uh, or whatever you know so
0: yeah yeah life is more dynamic than that so that's for sure
1: so, excellent and in terms of in order to just to wrap up uh, new projects coming along just uh, any uh, anything is uh, lined up we're just working as hard as possible on, on what you're doing at the moment, which I think you're definitely doing uh, such a great job and uh, inspiring people <laughs> like me. So, yeah.
0: What, um, so, so currently, uh, yeah, just basically uh, most of them working on my studio, uh, doing client work, because, you know, in the beginning, when you start, you think it's going to not take so much time, but it takes a lot of time, the client work, <laughs> because it's mostly, it takes you, like, a lot of talking and communication, these kind of things. But for now, I'm just focused on uh, reading and writing a lot. And... Working on my next product, so uh, just keeping it on the side for now. Wow. <laughs> but in the future, I'm gonna share you uh, a link on this part oh. because right now I'm just in the early stage of defining it. So this kind of stuff.
1: Nice. So, so basically, I think uh, I'm a little bit jealous of you. Oh no,
0: because- come on. <laughs> <laughs> you have
1: plenty your time uh, to like. Uh- I don't know if that's an excuse, but like to uh, focus on doing this stuff. So you kind of delegate a lot the job you, you, you uh, the yep. work
0: you have, yep. No? Yep. yep. Yeah, so um, you have to realize that I have more time because I don't take more work. Here's the thing. Because when you're in a service business, it's it's not a product, right, that you make and you just leave it on the market and it sells. You sell your time. And... I have to be careful with whom I engage as a customer, with whom I don't engage. So the reason why I have this kind of uh, more time, this means from maybe two things for you. Either I'm not working at all, <laughs> okay. or I'm picking less customer work. So this means less customers that uh, like fill up my agenda, this kind of thing. But overall, I'm just trying to, uh, let's say, leave at least... A couple of hours a day aside just for learning uh, reading you know, these kind of things. it really helps me to to become better and just provide even better services you know this kind of thing
1: wow, wow. fantastic so yeah that's uh, it's been uh, excellent and you are such an easy talker uh, oh, <laughs> thank you <laughs> so, uh, so good Uh, i think we share that so it's been fantastic in terms of please
0: don't forget that i have a podcast and i know how hard it is to speak with people sometimes so i'm trying myself to be an easy talker here for you because i know that you're starting the podcast for the first time (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's true so uh, yeah i don't know i I think that's uh uh, that's a wrap um, yeah, that should be it. I'm um, excited to have you here. And uh, yeah, let's share more more conversation. I'll be following you you, you closely. Uh, yep. but, uh, but yeah, that's, that, that would be on my. Thanks a
0: lot for having me here on your podcast. And I wish you good luck with your future episodes.